Welcome to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast, a Christ-centered recovery show where we discuss the habits, mindsets, and tools that will help you live the recovery lifestyle. We believe that if you regularly do the work by reading the Word, showing up at recovery meetings, getting engaged at your local church, and giving back through service, that you will build a stronger relationship with Jesus and experience the freedom that comes from lasting sobriety. Please join myself, Chris Decker, and my co-host, John Rizzi, as we serve as your virtual recovery coaches through Season 2, featuring monthly recovery challenges, inspiring testimonies, expert guest teachings, and the raw, real-time recovery journey that we go through each and every day. To help us reach more people, please subscribe and leave a review. And for now, enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast. This is part two of our Withholding Praise series. If you haven't heard the first part, go back and listen to that episode. It was full of the definition of withholding praise and what the Bible has to say about that. And it lays a foundation for what we're going to talk about today, which is the leadership implications of this. And we're going to try and put in some practical uh, tips and advice for uh, getting better at this in in um, in our lives and in your lives as well. Hopefully, uh, joined here by John in studio, and we are making it work today. Thank you, everyone. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey. Okay, so I would encourage you to listen. You know, I mean, we we talked about in the last episode. We talked about the power of words, and, and our words have so much power. Um, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. That's in Proverbs 18, 20, verse 21. That's powerful, right? The power of life and death are in our words. And I think that it's a huge responsibility, um, especially in our marriages, where we tend, we're talking about withholding praise from our wives. And how often am I doing that? Where I could be giving my wife a compliment. I could be telling her good job. I could be giving her encouragement. I could be, I could be her biggest fan and cheerleader. And I intentionally withhold that, whether that's because I'm uncomfortable or because I want to punish her, doesn't matter. You know, our marriage is not going to thrive unless the compliments and praise and appreciation are flowing freely. So let's talk about things that, you know, we, we talked about the verse where it says, look for things that are excellent and praiseworthy, right? And, and, and we reminded people that we find what we're looking for. So if we're looking for negative, we're going to find it. If we're looking for positive, we'll find it. So let's train ourselves to look for the positive. So here's an exercise for you. And this is a challenge. Um, but make a list of 10 things that you love and appreciate about your wife. Write Ooh. it down. Wow. It's not that hard. It sounds intimidating and it sounds hard, but if you take some time, it, if there was a gun to your head, you could easily come up with 10 things that you appreciate about your wife. And, and I would say, if you can focus on character, that's that, that's more compelling because that really talks about who she is as a person. Versus just like what she does for you. That's right. I love 
when you make me dinner. That's, I don't know if that is like, that's, that may not be the most, you know, it's, like what is a, give us an example of character. It's not bad, right? Appreciating my wife for things that she does. But when I appreciate her for who she is, so like with my wife, um, one of the things is I really appreciate how she tries to turn everyday ordinary events and holidays um, into like something really special, something really memorable. So she has a passion for making things memorable. So like when it's the Super Bowl, it's like we're having a, a family Super Bowl party and she's buying special treats for the kids and just really making them feel special. So she she wants to make people feel special. Um, so, I, you know, that's, that's a, a character trait. That is super genuine, super like affirm, like deeply affirming just her existence. Right. And, and, and just who she is. And it's like, there's a combination of who she is and what she does there. So it's almost like a double win, right? I love, you know, I love the gifts that God's given you of, you know, this hospitality and, and, and family and environment and making people feel special. Like it, you know, it's, that's, that's a really good one. Yeah. So, so, so make a list, right? You know, work on this, take your time, be prayerful and thoughtful about it and and put it down on paper. And I'm not suggesting that once you have it on paper, you go, hey, honey, let me read this to you or you email it to her or text her. No, have this in your stored in your heart and look for opportunities to verbally express it to her, uh, you know, and, and start to make it a habit. Hmm. Um Speaking of habits, so in the uh, Intimacy Anorexia workbook from Dr. Weiss, um, he has an exercise that he calls the three dailies. Uh, and, and this is something, especially when you're new in intimacy anorexia healing, um, that, that he encourages couples to do. So there's three parts to the, the daily, the three dailies. Um, one is a feelings exercise. We've talked about this before. We'll talk about it more when we talk about withholding feelings, which is intimacy anorexia trait number seven. But the part that is relevant here is the second part, which is compliment or praise. So the formula for this, and you know, <clears throat> this has to be. <laughs> this is a formula, but you know, we don't want it to be formulaic. If that that makes sense. But the formula is, you know. I say my wife's name, I really love, like, or appreciate, one of those three, it's blank about you, right? So, uh, Jerry, I really love the way you um, show compassion for the homeless and serve with me feeding them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, something like that. Then my wife's supposed to say thank you, that's it kind of like what I was supposed to do when we talked to see uh, the previous episode about that. Um, and then it's your wife's turn to do the same thing for you. And then we repeat it. So this is, this is pretty hard. Um, the anorexic is the person who's supposed to initiate. Uh, and so we, we do two of the, two of these. Um, but this starts to remove some of that awkwardness of, being able to compliment or praise my wife. What's the third thing? The third thing is praying together. The third part of the dailies, uh, and and we'll talk more about that. 
well, we talk about that all the time, but we'll talk more about that when we talk about withholding spiritually as well. Why don't we jump into some leadership? Because I, I know already from just going through some of the stuff, or, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of what if as a leader, let's you, you, you intentionally praise and not, you know, not manipulatively, but intentionally praise the people around you that you're working with on your team um, in a deeply affirming and empathetic way. Yeah. Yeah. I think on the leadership side, you know, we, we've talked a it's lot. It's so about, easy to just point out flaws. Yeah. And, 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 you know, remind people of deadlines or. Cause here's how it goes, right? Um, everybody's going about their stuff and in my heart, I'm like, oh yeah, they're doing great. Like, I don't even need to remind them of anything. They're doing great. Mm -hmm. One day they mess up. And then all they hear from me is, hey, just wanted to let you know that you misspelled this thing here. Yeah. Hey, just wanted to let you know that you missed this. Hey, just wanted to let you know that you didn't do this. And now all they're hearing from me, even though I'm happy with them and I know they're performing well, the only feedback they're getting from me is negative. Yeah. The only thing they can assume is that I'm unhappy with them in general because yeah. that's all I've indicated. Right, because I haven't given them any positive affirmations to, to build up their their the 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 trust that they have with me and the knowledge that they know that they're doing a good job in my eyes. And, and I think that you like, know, do you, like you asked the question on the previous episode, do we need to affirm people for simply doing the job that they're being paid to do? Or in, in a recovery sense, do we need to affirm people that are literally just working the steps, like yeah. they're going through the motions? I think the answer is absolutely. So whether it's business or ministry, seeing people where they are and appreciating any amount of progress that they're making, it, it helps them, helps propel them forward. If someone relapses, it's probably best not to just drill into them and say, oh, this was horrible. It's like, no, you had 120 days of sobriety leading up to that. Awesome job. Let's keep going. Yeah. And like, let's let's get back on track and let's diagnose what happened so that we, it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I think, you know, as it relates to recovery in this, think about think about the the sobriety chips. Yeah. Right. We go 30 day, 60 day, 90 day, uh, six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months. Right. The, the, it starts to stretch out a little bit. Right. But there's a lot of positive reinforcement in the beginning, in the beginning, because right. we're New trying habit. to encourage that momentum. And and so why wouldn't I be doing that with my employees or my, you know, the, the coaches that I coach with? <clears throat> I think, you know, I think leadership is really about empowerment. And 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 the only way you can empower people is with words. Hmm. <clears throat> and and. You know, there's there's a cliche I think of uh, in and around praise when it comes to leadership and management, right? Praise in public, correct in private, and uh, I think that this is okay. But I think that it that that we really need to know our people well enough to know how comfortable they are with public praise. Well, also. It all, it may just, it may look contrived if the praise is only public. Yeah. A, a, a deep compliment or gratitude note of appreciation sent privately, like 
sometimes has a 10x return on it. Absolutely. Like literally, like a handwritten note. Like it's like, thank you for this. That's right. Yeah. I mean, handwritten notes. I, I, this is one of those tips. Or that... the modern day equivalent is a Slack DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or an email. But, 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 but no, really, like, like with our wives, especially leaving a note for my wife is really a powerful way to show her praise, encouragement, and love. Um, but back to leadership for a second. So, and, and this public praise, you know, I think that people are uncomfortable with it. And then you started to talk about it being manipulative or insincere. It can be very off-putting if your praise is like really over the top and because then it starts to come off as insincere. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, uh, my boss does this a lot where it's just like, you're so awesome. And she's telling people this in, in public, right? But how um, many exclamation points? Right. There's like a dozen exclamation points and like, you're the best. And, and it, it, it's, it's, it feels like you got a good noodle star, like a stick. Yeah. You know, I know she means, well, I know her heart is not yeah. trying to manipulate, but, but the way it comes across is very insincere because if everybody's awesome, nobody's awesome. I had a, I had a, I had a leader once I worked for, and um, I hate saying that I had a boss because I don't like to. <laughs> I just don't, I don't do well with that term. And a leader that I worked for, I worked with, I served on the same team. I just don't <laughs> want to admit it. Okay. And he used hyperbole mm -hmm. in the way that he praised me in public. And it was so hyperbolic that it actually was a lie. Yeah. And it was like, and it got maybe a million impressions on the internet because it went viral. And I didn't know how to feel about it. It was fake praise. Yeah. But it got me like 8,000 new connections. <laughs> well, the outcome, I wasn't was, sure. <laughs> the outcome was rewarding. No, but, but it, it it all just felt, it, it all was really nice. A lot of dopamine hits. But like at the, at the end of the day, it was like, this is inauthentic. I don't, right. I don't want more of this. Yeah, that's the, that's, that is the perfect word. You know, we need to be authentic in our praise because anything that's not even a sniff of inauthenticity will not be received as praise. It will be, it will be dismissed or discounted or just completely blown off because it's like, uh, they don't really mean that. Or, you know, like the more self-aware I become, the easier it is for me to discern whether or not the praise is genuine because it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, and that's where the, I screwed up yesterday, right? When when we had that conversation, because it's like, no, I recognize that that I've worked hard at grooming additional recovery leaders, and you were trying to praise me for that, and I I discounted it, and that was wrong, and so. <clears throat> You know, and we talked about that in the last episode of some of the reasons probably why I did that. But um, I think that that hint, go listen to the past episode <laughs> if you haven't. It was juicy. You want all the details. <laughs> but, but, you know, this is another habit. That's that's really all it is that I need to get into 
a simple thank you, a simple good job, a simple uh, way to go, nice, you know, and, and I'll do that not just to the people that work for me. I do that to my boss too sometimes where it's just like, hey, nice email, right? Because she handled something in a great way or uh, that really, and I'm, am I doing that to be manipulative? Mm, I don't know, we'd have to look at that maybe sometimes, but, but I'm also doing it because I know it's good for a relationship. Yeah. And, and relationships are really important at work. And then I, I guess one more work-related one is I need to be careful of this, is to not make everything a press release. Yeah. Like, not everything needs to be shouted from the rooftops and um, embellished. That's not necessary. Well, it becomes noise. A simple, genuine... Uh, simple, genuine praise goes a long way. And I want to bring this back to a recovery uh, context. I know we're going a little bit longer on this episode, but it's totally necessary. Um, is to, you know, in celebrate recovery, we don't use the word praise, we use the word celebrate. And so it is, um, it is a mutual, it is an, is an appreciation for the progress that they're making, you know, as a recovery leader. You can plant, you can water, but God does the growing. Mm. God moves the person through the steps. And if they're not progressing as fast as maybe you think they should, try and ask yourself, who is God here? Are you God mm -hmm. or is God God? Maybe he knows what he's doing. And it may you, you may not want to try and, uh, you know, it's it, maybe it's, it's not appropriate to try and like, put the the accelerator pedal on someone else's recovery just let them work it out on, on their own time what do you think about this well i think that that's right i mean you we have to acknowledge because it can be frustrating right when you see somebody that's oh. not seeing something about themselves that's yeah. so clear to you yeah or if if someone i mean if someone i sponsor relapse i, I almost feel like I have some responsibility in that. Like, what did I do to screw up? And and then it starts becoming more about me than them. And that's not right. Uh, I try right. to be super gracious in recovery leadership, knowing that not everybody is going to take the same path as me. Not, not everybody has the same urgency as I had when I first started in recovery. Um, not, not everybody is going to get from A to B the way that I want to get there. And so, you know, I, I need to, as a leader or as a sponsor, give that person room to do their own recovery. And, and we talk about this all the time too, is like, I can't want it more for someone else than they want it for them, for, for themselves. Right. Because, I do want recovery for everybody. I want everybody to be sober. I want everybody to, to have healing. I want everybody to connect to Jesus, but I can't want it so much for them that I can make it happen for them. That's just not realistic. Let's open share. Okay. Hey, you guys, my name is John. I'm a follower of Jesus in recovery for sex addiction. I struggle with intimacy anorexia. Hey, John. Guys. Um, yeah, so... Praise. I just really need to, to, to establish a better habit. I, I'm I'm okay at this at work. I could be better. 
I need to be much, much better at this at home. I, I go through spells where I'll leave my wife a note um, or I'll work in compliments. When I'm being intentional, it works. Uh, and, and I've been trying to be more intentional. This, this latest series that we've been doing on intimacy and anorexia has really helped me try to be more intentional with pursuing my, my wife, with complimenting my wife, with showing my wife love in her love languages. Um, and it's exhausting, I got to tell you. Um, so Lord, give me the strength. Give me the courage to pursue my wife. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm John. Thanks, John. I'm Chris, grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I have a lot of sin I'm working on. Hey, Chris. Sorry to simplify my sin list um, just for sake of time. and Yeah, this, this, this uh, Intimacy Anorexia series and the, the longer series, you know, it seemed like something really good to dig into. We got a lot of positive feedback from the first round of intimacy anorexia that we did in about four parts, uh, maybe five, I believe. And, and we're going much deeper and, um, I'm trying to like microwave my recovery into mm -hmm. these perfect one month blocks of like, I should have each one of these things figured out, but really what's happening if I'm examining in it, examining it, realistically is that I'm just it's just each month a new seed is being planted and it's starting to be watered and then start planting new seed and then plant a new seed like all that can it's just plant and water let God do his thing and it will take time and and it's I'm not just going to be you know I'm not going to figure out this whole praise thing in a perfect four-week period that's just not going to work so I need to be realistic about the time frame in my own recovery because if I can be honest with myself, I can be honest with others and not, and not, you know, be the guy that's like, but you, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be a fixer guy looking for those things. Um, saying a lot. Thanks guys, Chris. Thanks Chris. Yeah. That's a, some of that plank in my own eyes too sometimes. Right. Yeah. Oh man, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this partnership and this platform and anybody who's listening. And Father, I just pray that you help us really absorb these principles, plant these seeds, nurture them, but but not in a way where we're intimidated or overwhelmed because, you know, we'll throw out things that that are that are hard. And so I just pray that we make incremental progress so that we can look back and stop measuring the gap and start looking at the gain. Because if we make small changes incrementally over time, allow you to do your work in our hearts, we will see revolutionary change in our lives. And I know that that can happen for me, that can happen for Chris, and that can happen for everybody who's listening right now. So I pray that you give us strength and boldness to pursue what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, you made it this far in the episode. I'd like to congratulate you because to me, that shows that you're taking your recovery seriously. If you'd like to reach out, please visit recoverylifestyle.com. You can use the contact form to submit a prayer request, give us ideas for future episodes, or simply to just share what's on your mind. We would love to hear from you. 
If you really are enjoying the show, what would mean a lot is if you could subscribe and leave a review. That will help more people find the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast.